Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. This is Talking Design at RMIT University in Melbourne. And I'm here uh, with Wendy Bergman. She's an interior designer from uh, director of Bergman & Co. And what I love about my business, if it is a business, whatever it is I do, I'm not sure, is the unexpected. And when I attended the National Gallery of Victoria table settings, Art of Dining, recently, there was one table that really spoke to me. It was so over the top. It was just joyous. I could have just circled it for, for several minutes, which, but I, I couldn't really take my off. It's, um, and it was Wendy's. And it was, how do you describe it? It was kind of Marie Antoinette as a headpiece in the middle of the table, but there was a bit of Rick Owens thrown in. It was just hair wrapped around forks. How do you come up with that idea? Well... It was a lot of fun to start with, Stephen. Like it was just the whole beginning of the process was just trying to go back into the in the olden days of like who was the most craziest person to have a party, and so Marie from Antoinette. that was Marie Antoinette, and we were like, okay, so what were the Marie Antoinette strengths? And for us as females, because most my predominantly my office space is full of females, and we were just like her hair, like it's all about the hair, and so we went, okay, let's make this amazing hair piece. And so we started researching hair pieces and as we were researching hair pieces and these crazy rolls and, you know, flowers and, you know, and she actually had a lot of political statements that she used to play with in her hair in the day. So if it was high, she was in an up mood. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Or she'd have a ship in her hair or there would be some political statements going on at the time that she would actually put in her hair piece to make a statement. So we were like, okay, so Women's Association, Art of Dining, we are women. How can we celebrate womanhood and being a woman in all its beauty and grotesqueness? on this dining table and so we thought let's put an incredible piece into the hair piece to celebrate femininity which was the vulva slash the vagina full on full frontal fully anatomical both sides <laughs> let's just let's just take it for all that it is and we did <laughs> <laughs> well that was so interesting about it because from the distance it looked like a hair piece and Correct. then you go close and you think Correct. oh i think there's something i think this more is more than what here. it is and i think the best part for us or one of the best parts on setting up was actually when we were setting up and there was some working um some guys walking through with setting up chairs and bits and pieces and literally this gentleman walked in turned around, looked back and went, and then went, had a little silent chuckle and kept walking, looked back and I'm looking at him and I just nodded and went, yep, it is, you're right. Well, I tried looking, I actually tried looking for the creator on the day, but um, someone described, it was someone else, you know, who said, I think she's blonde with a a ponytail. Well, that's not you. No. Um, But what I liked about it, you kind of took that idea to the nth degree. We did. You wrapped hair around forks and spoons. Everything. The little locks of hair on plates. The back of the chairs had these beautiful hair pieces. Everything was. Everything was covered in hair. And why the silvery grey? I think because the silvery grey was, I think a lot of women think that when you get a little bit older that the grey hair could be a little unacceptable, maybe, for some. I think we're transitioning at the moment that where people are embracing that more, which is fantastic. And I myself am 50. I still colour for my greys, I do. I know, I admit that. But I just love that, you know, 
we need to embrace the beauty of the natural side of being a woman. And this is just how we incorporate that. And so then every part of the table had a tactile element of hair and it was almost like, oh, my God, there's hair on my plate. You know, mm. there's hair on the cutlery. Oh, my God, there's, am I going to get hair in my dinner because we have, we had all this hair on the table that was loose that hung down over the sides. So it was quite – I wanted people to pick up their fork and, and have to think about it and go, okay, there could be a hair stuck in there. And I did <laughs> dine at the table and, I, and it did happen to me. I picked up my fork and went, hang on, I'll just untangle that. It's kind of that gross – you know, but it was synthetic. It wasn't real. Um, but I love that. Wendy, you must uh, love it when you get free reign in Absolutely. as an interior designer. Yeah. It must be yeah. so exciting. It is. But that's not the reality, is it? Not always. Very I mean, rarely, actually. <laughs> what are the projects that come to mind that you've really um, let loose and you've really um, mm. enjoyed just going for it? Right. Okay, so... Something that we really loved doing, Angus and Bond is one of them. We, the client did give us a brief, but then we just ha- we just had such a great synergy between the client and respect for what we did that we were able to go away and just go, you know, this here was we a go. Former post office, correct, in, in Greville Street. Street. Yeah. So obviously yeah. heritage listed. Correct. It's an amazing space. And like what was it before space. the post office? It was Mrs. Palmer. It was a Palmer. You know, Chips and Palmer space. Oh. Yeah, not, you know, they crazy. tried. It just didn't work for the space. Yeah, it wasn't the right um, offering for the that area. It just wasn't right. It didn't work. So it's fairly traditional what you've done. It feels yeah. like it's part of the building. It really does. It doesn't does. feel like it's and added. That's right. And we wanted to embrace the building. And and I think that's every job too that you go on. You have to think, you go back to the brief and you refine the brief and you go, okay, what's the foundation of what we're trying to build upon here? What is it? And that's where back going back to the NGV and the art of dining, we were embracing Marie Antoinette, crazy party lady. Yeah. Yeah. And that's to me what the whole event really in essence meant to me was like go crazy go to town we are having a crazy dinner party so Mm. I didn't want to have a pretty table I wanted something that was a little subjective tactile that's the other thing um Wendy you know interior designers when people think of interior designers maybe it's not just the way it's is that word pretty that Mm. you know just because something isn't pretty doesn't mean it's not valid Absolutely. You know, why can't it be exciting, gutsy? Absolutely. Challenging. Challenging, offensive sometimes. Absolutely. And you know what? Sometimes people go, oh, I really don't like that. And I just go, fabulous. You had to think about it to actually go, I like, I don't like. And I think that's a good thing to actually be challenged. I don't think success is all based upon everybody loving what you do, but it's more you've been put into a position where you have to make a choice. You're challenged, and that's you, good design. Wendy, how do you do? How do you, you kind of cover a broad range of projects? Yeah, we You've got do. commercial, hospitality, Correct. some domestic work. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, do you kind of have different people in the office who kind of overlook certain things, or do you kind of oversee? I with oversee. Your... I oversee everything. So we're only a small office. Mm-hmm. So there's four full-time staff in the office, and I also work with my husband, who's an industrial designer. Here, Paul Grummish. Paul Grummish. And his business is please, please, please. He works from home, which works well for us because we're husband and wife. And so we, I oversee everything. So I set the tone on every single job and then I hand it out to my staff who I know is the right 
person yeah. for that for that how, I mean, project. it's hard because every project's different, but how would you say you differ from other interior designers? Because it's, it's mm. kind of a murky area, you know. People say, oh, I can get an architect. Yeah. I've kind of seen their buildings. But how do I know you're right We're for that right. person? And and that is and that is a really valid, challenging question for a lot of people. So who would be your ideal client or your typical client? An adventurous client, I would say. And it's someone that would allow us to go away and create. Obviously, there's a, always a brief of some sort, but the the more subjective that, or not just subjective, but the more broader that brief is viewed, the better the result will be. Obviously, there's a purpose for whatever we're creating, so we need to. It always comes back to that brief. We approach every job that we do. It's like its own book. It's its own movie. It's its own you know, set design basically because that creates the diversity for us, which we love. And that's why a lot of our jobs are so extremely varied. Now, I don't know if I mentioned, you did graduate from RMIT. Correct. Uh, in interior design. Yep. Um, and what did you take away from that when you left? I was a mature age student. And so I was sitting amongst a lot of teenagers. <laughs> but I think my personality and my whole who I am is very adventurous. I'm very excitable mm. and I find that if I can't uh, – I just have this rage inside of me that sometimes I knock people over when I'm excited or I'll swear and mm. I offend people and that happens sometimes too. But if I don't have that passion – I'm in the wrong job, and I love the passion. And and that's what I took away from the school is maybe um, from the younger students, they were mm. quite scared, but I wasn't really scared, and, and well, I just love that. Well, I think that comes that. with maturity. It does, it does. Why did it take you so long to find interior design? Well, I'm country girl, like country girl, Ballara country, like down in Gippsland, and I didn't even know interior design was a thing really. My parents were were Dutch and were very religious and girls are not supposed to really work or have a career or any of that sort of thing. So I was told to leave school at 16, get a job. Um, and that's what I did. I worked in a shoe shop and I just, and I think just as life evolved and I have a, yeah, I had a bit of a tricky upbringing, you could say. And so I, uh, I went and did all sorts of things, very creative, very hands-on, always have been in like I sewed for a costume company. I have I actually did have my own radio program. I <laughs> so I'll let you take over from this, no, Wendy. No, no. A long time ago, a long time <laughs> ago. Um, I've been a chef. I've been all sorts of things. And, and how, so, well, how does that in- affect the way you think now? Because um, you come with a different I outlook. I feel that very, very young I decided to put on a production, like I decided to put on a big theatre production. I thought this is the most, and I was only 21 and I'm like, this is like massive. And I, in the country, I brought two towns together and we put on this big production. And I think through that, I thought, my God, it really only takes your mindset and how you communicate to people and and sharing the enthusiasm of a dream so do you think and brings that was people the, on board? That I think was the catalyst. Probably it might so have been that, that production. So that just sat for a while and then yeah. did other things. And then I just went and, and did all sorts of things. And I just and then it was I did bookkeeping and I booked, 
did bookkeeping for an incredible photographer called Rudolf and Vang photographers and that was they did a lot of uh, interior photography and I was like oh my god that's weird and that's what I need to be in Collingwood and so I did their bookkeeping and then I went and worked for an interior designer as their bookkeeper and then I went to school in the evening with two young children and studied interior design and just and then it just kept flowing. <laughs> um, well done, because it is much harder later on to it is. To, co- to reinvent yourself, to know exactly what you're doing. Um, when in terms of doing houses, because, you know, houses is something everyone's interested in. Mm. How do you approach houses? Like, you know, they're, mm. they're so personal and people get so correct. involved in it. Correct, correct. Um, I'm very um, – when, I, when I'm involved in a personal – house project it's very much about the client because this is their home and it needs to evolve the story of their life I don't I think when people start thinking we want this magazine worthy Mm. house that's where things can go down quite quickly and you lose the essence of of how you're living in that space and what is the purpose of that space do you have children do you have pets do you travel a lot do you have do you entertain a lot or do you like to read you know how are you going to work and live and be in that space that should really dictate the tone of how that space is designed styled to how you live in it personally do you find people are pretty open to that or do you think they're still they get sidetracked with looking at too much once you get involved in the discussion i think there's a lot of relief really that people are like oh my god okay great we can actually make this work and it can still be a part of me rather Mm. than trying to create something out of bell magazine yeah or or Vogue or, or whatever, which and they're yeah. fabulous magazines yeah. and great for inspiration because there's just you know it's just it's a different context. Correct. It's got to relate back to the how you're going to live in that space. Do you get quite? Um, I mean, you know, a lot of well, not as interior designers, but architects are very conscious of the type of furniture, the type of art that goes into a place. Yeah. Or do you kind of are you the type that you stand back and say, well, look, if they like a print, you know, with a funny slogan on it saying, you know, home sweet home. Are you the type that goes, look, can we get it off the wall or do you <laughs> do you kind of let, let um, them express themselves? I think you need to let the client express themselves if they really, really love it. But usually when uh, – usually there is a tone, so if it's super daggy, we kind of might give it a special space. Yeah. Like in the garage? Yeah, <laughs> in the pool room. <laughs> The other thing yeah. I was going to ask you, Wendy, um, your relationship with architects, because you were saying mm-hmm. you work with a number of architects, mm-hmm. and often it's you know the architect uh, driving the uh, process, and then the interior designer mm-hmm. comes in at the end and goes, "Well, actually, mm-hmm. we've kind of inherited these rooms, but they're not really the way I see the family living." How do you tend to work with an architect? From well, I work. Well, I have a couple of architects I work regularly with and so we have this understanding of each other which works really well and so that's why a lot of repeat work then happens because we have this understanding of um, aesthetic and we're quite regularly on the same page. If it's a new architect that we work with, I think the focus always comes back to the client. So the focus is always coming back, well, this is what the client would like, this is what the client is looking for this is how the client would like to engage the space. So in doing that, I've researched maybe some options 
bring that back onto on you know into the arena with everybody architect client myself and 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 we resolve it from there it's never really a battle it's more just i see it as a journey it really is a journey of discovery and if an architect is a good architect they'll be on that journey together because at the end of the result the, the client is the the point <laughs> um wendy look probably you know you more than anyone else or you and your people working in the industry would see changes that occur mm. uh, that have happened in, and mm. we've had a fairly you know i don't know bland <laughs> last few years where it's been very safe mm. would you agree mm. or you think people are being a bit more adventurous now i mean i'm not yeah, yeah shock people, but... I think yeah, there's a lot of fads that come through Melbourne. I think because our maybe maybe, and I'm only surmising mm. here that our the streams of media that we're looking at, then that's from magazines to Instagram to uh, those type of things that are so influential. They kind of they kind of hone into us into styles and fads, and so we sort of get on this bandwagon of fads and and. Colours like, you know, the colour of the season is pink pink or purple or whatever. We're really, yeah, we shouldn't be driven by that. Sure, explore it. And if it excites you, great, let's explore that and, and, and see how we can make it work personally for you rather than going well. What's yeah. something that you're working on at the moment that's really exciting you? It could be a domestic project or commercial project. Have a fabulous house out in Flinders that we're working on that is just... Tell very me. exciting. So why? why is it different from others? It's, it's like an old Riverstone cottage, quite large cottage that we're doing an extension together with an architect that I'm working on, and we're doing this big extension. and And the clients just got this really good perspective of being um, environmentally friendly and supporting local designers rather than importing everything over from overseas let's see how we can get local people to make items and and rather than that whole bringing everything from europe which you know we are so isolated here and there's a lot of great european products but how can we put that energy and that creativity back into our local community and that's that's been fabulous does paul your partner, mm. life and business partner, does he fill in the gaps if, if you say, look, it would be great to have um, a certain bench at the front door and we just we looked everywhere, let's do it so it feels as if Correct. it's kind of really part yep. of the architecture. Yep. He absolutely does do that. That's, we do that a lot. So when he, he mainly deals with metal, like metal is his forte. Oh, lovely. So, <laughs> so he was a fitter and machinist in his early days when he left school, so his understanding of metals is, like, fabulous. And so when we do a, a job, we'll give him a brief and go, okay, this like exactly that's going. We can't find anything quite right for this here, but I can envision, like you said, maybe it's this wrought iron, not wrought iron, yeah, but right. some sort of steel, detail. Steel yeah, and he'll go away and create incredible things for us. Like, yeah, he's very, very clever. What's, um, Wendy, the most challenging aspect of what you do? Is it just... Money. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, everyone's got that yeah. problem. Money. Um, is it people want too much for their budget? Yeah. They everyone, want everything every, and then... Yeah, everybody wants a diamond ring made out of cardboard. Oh, my wife doesn't. She hates... <laughs> she only likes contemporary jewellery. She'd probably take the cardboard. <laughs> But that idea that um, that people aren't realistic about budgets or their oh, expectations are just too high. 
It can be, not always, not always. No, not necessarily. But I think in commercial, in the commercial realm, you just and I, it's not that I don't understand it. I totally understand. You don't want to overcapitalize in a project where you know every dollar that you send, you have to make that money back. And so it's such a fierce, fierce uh, competition in the in in Melbourne CBD in hospitality. If you don't get it right, you know. You, you, you big risk of, of failing. Mm. And so you look at the aesthetics, you look at the staff, you look at the marketing, the branding, the music. The way it's spaced. Everything spaces. is so critical today that, you know, I think there's this huge um, awareness to, to make sure we can make this the best that it can possibly be. Mm. And there's so many talented, creative people out there, and, and which is great. So you're always having to think outside the box. Think outside the box. Think about how can I yeah. make this space amazing without overcapitalizing. The other thing, um, Wendy, is timing. Commercial mm. projects require weeks rather yes. than years. Correct. And they want it now. Yes. They don't have, they have, they have the luxury <laughs> yeah. to say, look, Wendy, just be creative. Yep. Come back to us in a month's yep. time. You have to kind of get going literally right. the moment they sign the lease. Yeah, there, there are very strict timelines. and you and, But you know what? I thrive off that adrenaline and that challenge. And that's the personality that I am. I love that. And you just make it work. You just whatever it takes. Whatever. And it's incredible. I think once you're defeated in your mind that you can't do it, you won't do it. But as soon as you're like, well, this didn't work, we just need to go here, 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 or check this avenue out, or we're going we're gonna to get this delivered on time, you know, and there's some crazy timelines that we work with. And, but it's absolutely phenomenal how, if you've got the right mindset, how you can together. pull it together. Mm. Absolutely. And if you've got a team behind you with that same passion, drive, determination, you will get it done. Wendy, the other thing is you probably, um, you know, when a space or a, a, something doesn't work, you know, it could be a commercial project that, mm. and it might be just need tweaking. Mm. What are the things that you kind of, if it might even be one of yours, mm. you know, it could be a project. Do it, unfortunately, you, we do this all the time. That something's missing. Yeah. And you go into a space and you, go, what is it? Why is this not working? What what's what's the linchpin here? What's what is it? And what Do is it, it all usually? the time? Um, is it just as simple as the music they play? It could be the lighting. Lighting is very critical. Like lighting, you don't want to be sitting in a restaurant and feel like you're having surgery. Yeah. You know, lighting is so important. Must be dimmed down. That's really important. Bad music won't go again. Bad stuff you won't go again. And that's what I'm saying about Melbourne. But that's Melbourne. out of your control. That's totally out of my control. You know, Absolutely. whether they, you know, it's bad stuff yeah. or bad music, Correct. you can't. I can't. And that has happened in projects of past, for sure, and that's not been super successful for multiple reasons. Could be the food, could be... Do the, does, does the client then start to attack you or start saying, no. well, look, it's not working and... No. You know. No, I've never had that. No. No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> lucky you. Um, no. Wendy, look, I, uh, I have been following some of your work. I have seen your name out there, but um, hopefully, I'll get to follow you a little bit more because um, yeah, you have a do. lovely. Well, you have a lovely. Um, I think, as you said, it's that country upbringing that you're not affected. You know. Yeah, I think it's just it's all to do with state of mind, isn't it? It's really just yeah. you know take on a challenge, a bit like 
the NGV you were challenged. I think a lot of people were challenged. Um, I think you get to a certain age and you've been through certain things and you just go, hey, let's have some fun. If it's not well received, great, because there was a response. Mm. You know, it, it's okay. But I think that most people enjoyed the challenge, yeah. even though some might not have admitted to have enjoyed the challenge, but some people embraced it so well, so beautifully. Well, for me, it was just a joy. Well, I, I absolutely, um, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I thought thank it was you. such a powerful piece. <laughs> and it wasn't just the idea. It was the way it was executed oh, that was yeah. really strong. Yeah. And you can have a great idea, but if it's not done well, it just falls apart. And this Correct. one just had it. Oh, and I just think thank it you. was just wonderful. So. Thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. You've been listening to Stephen Crafty talking design at RMIT University and you've been listening to Wendy Bergman, Director of Bergman & Co. Thanks so much for listening.